welcome to the pod. My name is Paige. And I'm Emily. And we've both exhausted ourselves trying to find anything funny about these two chapters. But alas, nothing. There's nothing funny. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. Do you ever just like want to do the worm? I wish I could do the worm. Like the full body worm? Yeah, that's like my greatest ambition in life. Do you ever, once in a while when you're alone, think in your head, let's see if, like, I can suddenly do it, and then you try it? I've done that before. I haven't tried it in years because I'm scared I'm going to, like, throw out my back, and then I have to tell people (laughs) I threw out my back during the worm. That's fair. That's fair. I think you should just, one of these days, just risk it. Okay. If you guys hear of me having a mysterious injury, it's not related. (laughs) Here's the thing. If you risk it and you end up hurting yourself, you can just call me. And then does um, Denver have the law where no matter what the case is, if someone is in trouble, you can call 911 and you don't get anything counted off for you if you were also doing those same things? I think so. I don't know what it's called. There's like a, a word for it. But it's like like if your friend overdosed and you're also on the same drug, you can call 911 and report it, and you won't get in trouble for it, basically, if it's to help someone else. I think it's the Good Samaritan Law. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I think. You can call me. I will then call 911 for you and say, my friend needs help. No questions asked. And then they'll show up at your place and help you. I feel like this is different than doing drugs. I'm just trying to be a good Samaritan. Okay. <laughs> um, what's new? I, okay. I don't want to like, I don't want to say this out loud and put it on the podcast. Cause what if I make it real and then it's not real? I think you need to manifest it. Okay. Well, when this comes out, this will either have happened and I'll be super happy or it hasn't happened, and I'm not, I'm just regular. I think I'm going to put my two weeks in at Chipotle this week, so two weeks from now, hopefully, I will not be working there anymore. Gang, gang! So, I know when you guys are listening to this that there will already be an answer, but you know what? Manifest something for me anyways. You know, put some good thoughts out there anyways for me, because you know what? I'll take them. Yeah. Never hurts. Yeah. That was the hardest gang gang I've hit in a while. It like echoed around my room. (laughs) I think that is going to help putting some good vibes out there. I agree. I agree. Um, What's new with you? Just a lot. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think of anything that the listeners of this podcast would give a shit about. Um, yeah, I'm coming up blank. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what? This is like in every fucking job interview or whatever. They're like, so what do you do for fun? I'm like, <laughs> I literally was just talking about this because this happened at my job interview. I, I was asked, tell me more about you. I don't know anything about you. And I was like, I don't know anything about me either. (laughs) I was hoping you would say something. (laughs) 
Well, you know, if nothing's new, I mean, that's that's news too. Yeah, I mean, I'm just busy at work. Busy, busy times. This is a big week in our operations for reasons that I will not say, but it's just like a big week nationally um, because of like something that they celebrate every year is this week. So I've been on my grind. I've been on that grind, baby. I made an Instagram reel today in like 20 minutes. How do you make a reel? It's hard. (laughs) There's probably people listening to this right now who are like, I make 25 TikToks a day. But it depends on like what you're doing. But basically you just have to film it or gather all the pictures that you want in it. And then you like add them as clips. So like TikTok, probably. It's the exact, it's yeah, the exact same. That's not hard, I'm like, but it is when you're doing it for a brand. Yeah, I, do you, does your brand do the thing where if someone shouts you out, you send them a box of merch? No. (laughs) That is literally my dream, like on TikTok, where I reach out to some brand that I like, and then they send me a box of stuff. Like other companies have done this, like Heinz, I think, did it and sent someone a bunch of ketchup merch. And there was a, I want a, some kind of pickles where it was like pickle merch. You guys do that? Babe, we're a nonprofit. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> Damn, okay, never mind. Paige <laughs> literally knows what I do for a living, but yet she doesn't. You are just like Lisa, my mom, for those who don't know, also known as Liza Minnelli when I'm mad at her. Um, she, for the longest time, I think she's happy now because now I'm in marketing, but I was never once in marketing after I graduated college. I never was in marketing ever. And my mom was always like, yeah, Emily's in marketing. And I would overhear her telling people that. And I have to be like, no, I'm not. (laughs) She manifested it for you. I guess. I think I just subconsciously did it so that she could like be right. Um, my one-year anniversary with Boyfriend of the Pond Jacob's coming up, so that's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Gang, gang, people. What are you guys going to do to celebrate? We're going um, to a mountain town, little little YMCA resort. Um, actually, they didn't really film The Shining there. They filmed The Shining series there. They filmed a few of the scenes there. But most of it was not filmed there. But the hotel that the shiny is actually based on is is in the town that we're going to. So we're going to do a tour. Nice. That's I love that hotel. It's so it's I feel like it's like the hype is there. Everyone is there for the same reason. And I love that. Like all of the weirdos are around. <laughs> yes, my people. We We keep putting off talking about this. Just what did you think of these chapters? If I can, what what were they? Chapters 14 and 15 of Eclipse. Go ahead. I can't, I, you know, actually, I was just about to say, I can't believe that you let me guess all those stupid guesses the week before about what these chapters are going to be about. But then I thought you did. You did put a disclaimer at the end that there were going to be two rough chapters to get through. So you did give me that warning. Um. I could just tell the vibe was off when we started it already. Like, I don't know, wasn't feeling good about it from the get go. And 
yeah, that was just like, there was just some really, really hard things to read as from a first person point of view. Um, really hard things to read knowing that an, an author would, would write a perspective like that just to read, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of things I didn't really care for. This one, these two chapters were especially hard for me to get through. I mean, let's just get into it. Can you give a specific example? I just, the very graphic, non-consensual kiss, um, the fact that it was all, that Charlie, like, congratulated and applauded Jacob for that, um, didn't stand up for his daughter, who was also injured, you know, question mark, that was really fucked up, um, Jacob just kind of not hearing Bella at all, or respecting what she says at all, and also, like, denying to her face what he just did to her, um, a little gaslighty, though not the, not the best, and, yeah, I, like, I just felt really terrible for Bella this whole time. Yeah. Do you know of that gift that's from, like, a baseball game, and it's, like, an older guy who has, like, a full white beard and glasses, and he's just going... <laughs> yes. Thumbs yes. down. <laughs> I always forget that this is an audio show. Is the thumbs down gift. Maybe we'll just post that instead of, like, a clip. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think I think people will get it. I it, does this particular series of events have what what's the community say about this? What what was the fan reaction to this? Bad. I was going to get into this later, but essentially there's I mean it's hard to say there's ever consensus in the fandom about anything, but I would say there's pretty widespread agreement that it's character assassination. Um, and obviously we haven't reached the end of Jacob's character arc yet, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, think that Stephanie Meyer just wrote him as like the sweet, loving best friend who took care of Bella. And now he's this, and it really does not make sense. Line up, track, check out. How many more descriptors do you want? I, I never, I never thought about the character assassination thing, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be really hard for me as a reader to respect him or take anything he says seriously or the way that he treats Bella seriously after this. Like, I feel like this, this has left a, a, a permanent taste in my mouth. That's for sure. Yeah. Reminds me of this time that I drank chicken marinade on accident. Not good. Not good. <laughs> and then one, I mean, I read this one line that Edward says, and I was like, if if there's going to be anything good that comes out of this chapter, it's this one single thing that Edward says, and Edward says it. I'm like, wow, Stephanie is really turning the tables on me with how I'm feeling. I, It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We love a consensual king that's all i'll say for right now 
I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I got a lot to do today, so I'm just gonna head out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll go through it. Okay. So the beginning of chapter 14 declaration starts out with Alice and Bella arguing about how they're still going to have this graduation party, even though they're planning to go annihilate a newborn army of vampires in Seattle in one week. <laughs> you know, everyone's high school experience is different. <laughs> That's true. Edward says that they're kind of looking for help, like asking friends from around, you know, and Jasper's thinking about asking Maria, but he hasn't decided to do that. Then Bella thwarted again in her plan to just become a vampire on the spot. This is like her fourth time she's trying to do this. She's like, well, if you change me right now, I could help. And they're like, no, you couldn't. In fact, you would make it worse. I I am really, I, I find it really hard to follow Bella's line of logic in a lot of things. <laughs> And this sure is one of them. This, I think this is on the same level as when they were on the airplane. And she was like, do it now. It's fine. You struggle to follow her line of logic because there isn't one. There is no line. It's just like gas. It's just floating in the air, loose, going in all different directions. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um... Okay, this thing happens with Renee that I don't care about. She's going to stay home and take care of her new husband instead of seeing her daughter graduate from high school. Can I just say one thing that I care about? Go ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, then this is a moot point. Um, Didn't Bella break her femur when she had her whole fight with James? I'm pretty sure she did, yeah. We did not see... Renee doing this when Bella was was had the same injury. Now, you know, maybe she tried and we're hearing it from Bella's perspective, but I just was under the assumption that she like what did the bare minimum. Like if that. I agree. This is a whole like it's like the same in no, it's not the same injury. This is not as bad as being mauled almost to death by a vampire. I'm just saying. Like let's have some let's have some synchronicity of things, of actions. I don't know. This is your daughter. I mean, I agree. I agree. She tries to give some Okay, you know what I'm I don't even care enough. It's I'm just moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then Edward informs Bella that he's going to have to go hunting after school tomorrow and says that some of his siblings will keep watch over Bella. Um, and she requests to go hang out with Jacob instead, which, as we all know, ends horribly. But before we get there, they're talking about how, like, human blood makes you the strongest, but they think between human blood and animal blood, there's not really that much of a difference. And Bella... Once again, I just can't with her. Like, she's literally like, you know what? She thinks to herself, you know what? If it meant Edward would be more protected, that's fine. Kill Lorando. Are you not getting the whole point of what they are? Like, literally what Carlisle has spent hundreds of years trying to do? 
yeah, that's not a good way to enter the family. It's, Bella doesn't think things through all the way. I, we've, we've come to find that out quite a bit. And also she, a lot of times focuses on the wrong thing that should be focused on. I think this is just another shining example of that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm not a huge fan of how the ends justify the means for her in protecting Edward, but I guess because they're not going to do it, it won't come to that, but I don't like that she's thinking about it. Neither does Mila. Mm -mm. And no, I I have nothing else to add. You, You said it all. We're struggling, bro. Like, I cannot, I cannot wrap my head around that these chapters were like, every kid was reading these chapters. Every girl was reading these chapters. This is fucked up, dude. I know. And some people, like, not some people, a lot of people say that Eclipse is their favorite. I'm like, with this? And the Jasper thing? And the Quilly thing? And the Rosalie thing? Are you sure? That was the most perfect little soundbite of of information. It was it was amazing, incredible. Your delivery was ten out of ten. <laughs> it's too bad we're just using that guy with the thumbs down as a <laughs> clip this week, or else I'd already have it. But honestly, I'm fine with it. Okay. So Bella has finals. She doesn't know how well she did on calculus. Um, Edward offers to bribe the teacher to give her an A, which I'm like, in the high school, like, bribing people to get her into Dartmouth is like one thing, but I'm like, if you can't, if you can't, she doesn't even need an A. Like, at no point was she like, I want an A. Like, she just wanted to be done. Also, imagine you're, you're a teacher at a public high school and a student who is graduating comes up to you and offers you like $10,000 cash and is like give Bella an A on her calculus exam. I I would I would think I would laugh out loud. I would be so like what is this? Cuz this is high school. Yeah, in a small town no less. So it's not like you could wear a disguise and they wouldn't know who you were. It's it's a small town and you are a very distinctive looking person. Exactly. Okay, so Edward drives Bella to go see Jacob, drives her to the borderline, and when he gets, when they get there, Edward is visibly upset, and he says that Jacob is yelling something in his brain, and Bella asks what, and Edward says, I'm absolutely certain he'll mention it himself. So Bella gets out of the car and goes over there. Um, I was wondering if at this point you had a prediction Because, like, that's obviously a nice bit of leading into what's coming. I kind of just thought it was going to be another Jacob confessing his feelings. I mean, I guess he's never really said, I'm in love with you. But every time he's done something like this, to me, that was the vibe. So I just kind of thought it was going to be another one of those. And it, it was, to an extent, it was that, just worse. Yeah, I was gonna say, you're not wrong. Yeah. Just Edwards, you know, Edward had been warming up to him, warming up a little bit to him 
and at least like trusting him a little bit. So for him to have this reaction, it was clearly something that he was going to have an issue with personally. And this, this is one of those things that, you know, I also have an issue with personally. So. I agree. And I also, I mean, the bar's on the floor here, but I do like that he just kind of like let Bella go and was like, she's got to find out for herself. Like, obviously she should have the right to like go and be told something by someone. Like he can't control her, but in the past he totally would have. He totally would have. But I think also he doesn't realize the scope of like, or he doesn't realize what's going to happen. He just can read his mind. So in his mind, Jacob's like, I'm going to tell her that I love her. And I feel like Edward probably just thinks like, oh, Bella's going to be like, well, I don't love you. And that's that, like it's how it's always been. He doesn't know that Jacob is going to be like, and if, you know, I might just forcibly kiss her. He's not, I feel like he's not thinking that right then and there. So Edward doesn't have a reason really to like blow up yet because he knows that Jacob loves her. Counterpoint, not saying that he knew that the kiss was going to happen because I don't think he did, but this is Edward Cullen that we're talking about. And he's the one who's always like, Bella deserves better. So I feel like there's a small part of him that's like, maybe she should be with him. Maybe I'll just let her see what he says or whatever. I could see that. I could also see Edward being like, Bella deserves better, but the werewolves aren't even included in that group of people who would be better. Like to him, like Bella would never love a werewolf. That's ridiculous, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, they go to Jacob's house and he takes a fat map, which this is the only thing I can relate to in these entire two chapters is you invite your friend over and then you just fall asleep. Um, So while he's sleeping, Bella is just kind of thinking about, you know, what's coming up in her turning into a vampire and how, like, she basically confirms everything that you, Paige, had said about, like, why she wants Edward to be the one because it's, like, romantic to her and corny but I mean it's her prerogative she can want whatever she wants you know I don't want to clown her for that she can want what she wants to want but that was a hard paragraph to read I agree it was just cringy to me I agree I mean it was like sexual without being sexual you know Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with relationships like this but I mean girl that's your business it's not my business (laughs) Yeah, write it in your diary, <laughs> as if we're not basically reading her diary. This does have di- diary, like, diary language. It's very flowery like a diary. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, She pictures telling everyone that she's going to get married, and she's, like, horrified by the thought of it, especially telling her mom, Um, which that's nothing new. She's been horrified about that. Mm-hmm. And then here we go again with the holy crow. It made a reappearance. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> I think it's been in all three books at this point. Maybe Midnight Sun. I don't know. But I think we've seen it in the three books. I think you're right, which is hilarious. Um, the reason she's saying holy crow is because Jacob's arm is like laying on top of her and it's super hot. And so she kind of accidentally on purpose wakes him up. 
And then they get up and they go outside. And Jacob is like kind of having a minor freak out. And he just kept saying like, oh, I wasted all this time, blah, 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 whatever. And finally, Bella's like, what's the matter, Jake? So you fell asleep. And he's like, well, I was going to do this smoother. The way he says it in the movie, he says that exact line in the movie. And it's fucking horrible. Anyway, (laughs) um, I, you know, I don't want to read it out loud, but at the same time, I don't want to say in my own words what happened because I'm just disgusted by it. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. I want to tell you something, and you already know it, but I think I should say it out loud anyway, just so there's never any confusion on the subject. I'm in love with you, Bella. Bella, I love you. We got that the first time. Just a little editorializing on my part. And I want you to pick me instead of him. I know you don't feel that way, but I need the truth out there so that you know your options. I wouldn't want a miscommunication to stand in our way. The crowd disliked that. What an awkward place also to end a chapter. It's it's not good. It's not good. But you know the middle schoolers, myself included, probably ate that shit right up. You're right. It's just, the content is so bad, I have an issue with everything. And that is your right and your privilege. (laughs) Did you have anything from that chapter that we missed? I, the only thing that I, I just wanted to ask, do you remember what part of Eclipse we finished watching? Because we didn't finish Eclipse. Yes, we're not to it yet. So I watched this happen. This yep. this following thing happen. God damn. I have a- no memory of it whatsoever. This this was brand new information to me. Lights were on but nobody was home. Honestly, the lights may have been off. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, obviously the next chapter goes right where we just were because that was a weird fucking place to end the chapter and Bella is of course extremely uncomfortable tries to leave and then he kind of manipulates her into being like well do you want me to not be in your life and she says no but I don't want you around for the same reason that you want me around um like I want you to be happy but like your family I I'm not in love with you And then he's like, well, fine, then I'm just going to stick around and do what I want to do. And he starts by touching her face, which irritates her not enough, in my opinion. I would have been like, and that is it right there. Goodbye. Also, this kind of, I know, this is relationship talks with Emily because I'm so experienced. Although, as I said earlier, I have somehow convinced someone to put up with me for almost a year, which is shocking commendable (laughs) thank you okay so this is relationship talks with emily if anyone ever gives you an ultimatum like this i mean ultimatums in general are not great i accidentally without like making this into a therapy podcast i accidentally gave one to jacob a while back and then like 10 minutes later i was like i didn't mean that because it's just like so there's no room for compromise and it's just like unfair to the other person. I just feel like relationships are about meeting people in the middle, even if it's friendships. 
I mean, obviously that's not always going to be possible, a compromise, but what I'm trying to say is this shit is toxic. He says, you decide, Bella. You can have me the way I am, bad behavior included or not at all. Um, no. (laughs) That's like basically being like, you can be my friend if you don't care when I'm racist or not at all. That's not how it works. Not saying that Jacob's racist, just an example. But it's not, it's not good, folks. Yeah. And already, literally, the first two pages of the chapter, Bella's body language is very negative. Her tone, I mean, I wasn't there, so I can't speak on this, but I feel like her tone is very clearly against this whole thing. She's, you know, saying, I'm not interested in you. I'm not in love with you. And this, I feel like, should have been it. Like, this, it should have ended, like, right here. Like, there was no need for anything to go on further. I feel like at this point already, Bella has made it clear what she feels. And this, the whole rest of it didn't even need to happen, honestly. Yeah, I agree. But instead, he kind of manipulates her emotionally into, you know, what I, kind of what I've already said. Like, admitting that she cares about him. And then... Basically making her feel bad because he calls her mean and she's like, yeah, you're right. I am mean. Like, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, also, you're going to be you're going to basically cut yourself out of my life when I become a vampire. And he's just like manipulating her. And then it all the it all culminates in him kissing her entirely without consent. And she makes it very clear from the beginning that she is not consenting. She tries to push him away um, and is unsuccessful because he's so much stronger than her. So then she ends up just kind of like shutting down physically and emotionally. I mean, like, literally, what do I even say? It's there's nothing to say there just is nothing to say there was no need for this yeah and I just feel like new moon Jacob especially before he became a werewolf would not have done this which is more proof to like kind of the racist things that Stephanie does because like again she's tied being a werewolf intrinsically to his indigenous culture And one could argue that with this character assassination, like, becoming a werewolf made him a bad guy. It reminds me of, um, I believe it was Jem who tweeted us about um, all of the different negative stereotypes that Stephanie has used for indigenous people. And we can just add this one to the list. Yep. And yeah, it was Jem. And they were right. So, Bella, like a baddie. I wish she had my brass knuckles on her. I don't think it really would have done that much damage because he's supernatural, but I do got some brass knuckles on me. You know I keep that motherfucking thing on me. Um, She punches Jacob and she breaks her hand. So then they get into the car, or Jacob convinces Bella to get into the car instead of walking home, even though she's, like, super mad at him, obviously. She, you know, tells him that she can't wait to see what Edward does to you. I kind of was like, me too. I kind of wanted him to beat him up. (laughs) 
I I legitimately was. I think that's why I was I was geared to like what Edward had to say because I was like, I want to see I want to see some some retribution. Yeah, it doesn't pan out that way, but uh, honestly, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. Also, she just keeps like she is not relenting on him, and I really appreciate that. She tells him that. His kiss was not even remotely close to Edward's, which I'm like, zing, baby. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be a um a low not a low blow, uh a deep cut. Yes, and also like not to get too gross into it, but like she said a million times that her and Edward can't really kiss with tongue. And the way she described the way that Jacob was kissing her, it was clear there was tongue involved. And so, like, basically, her lip-to-lip kiss with Edward is better than her kiss with Jacob. Ouch. It's a serve. It's a serve for sure, and I love it for her. She tells him she's going to have nightmares about him, um, and it's his fault that her hand is broken, which is true. I just don't know how Jacob, how, how he can continually deny her with everything that Every point that she makes, he steers it in the complete opposite direction. And I don't know. I just, it's just very uncharacteristic of him. I feel like he's always listened to Bella and offered her a place to talk and speak. So it's just very, I feel like, out of character. Totally. Like, even when it came to the Cullens, like, when they were gone, he was, like, a place for her to talk about them and you know it can be assumed that even then he like had a romantic feelings for her because he made that pretty clear yeah so I'm kind of like who is this literally who is this yeah I honestly thought when I we first started I thought that he was like sick or something or like that something was like off on him because of just like his exhaustion and I feel like the way that he was described in the beginning was just like like he just looked tired I just felt like something was off about him from the get-go, and now I still feel like something's off. It's just not, it's not the not the Jacob that we started with. Definitely not. So I do like kind of admire. I mean, she's not even trying to do this, but for me, I'm like, this should tell you exactly where you stand in Bella's life. She realizes that he's driving her to. Charlie's house and she's like I thought you were taking me home and he's like you live here and she he realizes that she meant the Colin house which I'm like that is totally it that like that's totally the type of thing that like I don't even know what I'm trying to say like just indicates exactly how she feels about Edward and like his position in her life and it should be very obvious to Jacob that he like does not have a chance in my opinion yeah, this was this was definitely a, a line in the sand for me. Like you can see, you can see how one party might be better for Bella than the other, and not even better necessarily, but the, just that she's already chosen it. She literally calls it home. Yeah, and honestly, neither option is great. So true. <laughs> So then, yeah, they go to Charlie's house. And as Paige 
alluded to earlier, Charlie is ecstatic that Jacob kissed Bella without consent. Literally says, good for you, kid. My note on this was, this is where things went south for me with Charlie. At this point, I'm like, man, I don't like you anymore. I, I did read, so I read this to my roommate, and she was like, at, le- at least he didn't, he didn't know the full story. Like, maybe you can, you can take out of this that I read her the bit that from Bella's perspective about what that kiss was like. And then she was like, how did, how was that communicated to Charlie? And I was like, well, Jacob just says that he kissed her. He doesn't say anything. Bella doesn't like say what her perspective was. And he doesn't describe that she was pushing him back or wasn't kissing him back in any way. He described it in a different light. So maybe if it was described differently, maybe he would have had a different response. But that's not what happened. What happened was a just no no repercussions to this no defense or standing on the side of your daughter no being supportive at all and just putting in Bella's mind that this sort of behavior is applauded to him yeah I mean both of those are good points like Liddy had a good point but I also agree with you in that it kind of like shouldn't matter because she's clearly upset and like angry (laughs) and so I just like it's just I know that this scene can maybe seem like comedy to some people like that's probably how it seemed to me when I originally read it but I think a better way to do it like and I know not everyone has like a father figure in their life but just picture like a family member or a close loved one and you come home and this is the situation and they respond like that like my dad for one would never my dad would throw hands. <laughs> Your dad might even throw a chair. I could see him throwing a chair. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, it just, just in general, this was not, I, this was not the reaction that should have been written. And it's just a bummer to me that a lot of young people read this event of things. Yep. Agreed. Although the the light, the bright light in this horrible dark chapter is on his way right now. She calls Edward and, you know, she's like, I broke my hand punching Jacob because he kissed me. I like to imagine, because Edward says, I'm around the corner. I like to imagine that, like, he was literally at his house when she called and he was driving like 500 miles an hour. I thought that it was kind of weird that he was there so fast. Like, if I was Charlie, I'd be like, wait, where was he? Was he just waiting outside? How did he get here so fast? Well, I think Charlie knows that she has a phone, right? And he doesn't know that she left it in Edward's car. So maybe he assumed that she called him or texted him or something. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. So Jacob chooses to stay and confront Edward because he is on one, I guess, or something. And then Charlie does his whole, you know, like, I could put my badge on if it'll keep you kids from fighting, blah, 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 whatever. Why don't you put your badge on and listen to your daughter talk about how the way her friend just treated her? Right. Like, yeah. That's, 
I have nothing to say. I was going to try and say something, but you nailed it. I'm just sighing. Just sighing is the only way I'm breathing in this chapter. Yeah, same. So Edward doesn't actually address Jacob at all at first, like until Jacob says something to him. Like he, which I kind of liked that he didn't like, like obviously I wanted him to come up and throw punches. He obviously wouldn't do that because they're both supernatural. But it almost was like, an air of superiority that he just showed up and was like, come on, Bella, let's go. Like, he didn't even, like, have the time of day to be like, you kiss my girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, I feel like I that sort of thing would definitely get under Jacob's skin, just in general. And Edward knows this. Yes, he's nailing it. I will say this is kind of the favorite, the best Edward has ever been for me. Because on the next page is the line that Paige and I have been kind of alluding to. So Jacob chooses to go after them and talk to them while they're in the car away from Charlie. And Edward says, I'm not going to kill you now because it would upset Bella, but if you ever bring her back in any way injured, I will, basically I will kill you. (laughs) And then he says, if you ever kiss her again, I will break your jaw for her. And Jacob says, what if she wants me to? And then this is the iconic line. If that's what she wants, then I won't object. You might want to wait for her to say it rather than trust your interpretation of body language, but it's your face. I just, yeah. For someone who's old-fashioned and also kind of a dipshit ass, like, this was impressive. That he kind of, like, has this grasp on consent and, like, also that... Because I just feel like a lot of, like, hyper-masculine guys who would have been, like, if the other guy was like, well, what if she wants me to? They would have been like, she'll never want that. But that's not what he says, you know? Yeah, he he gives, first of all, Bella the option to make that choice for herself. And two, tells Jacob simultaneously, you suck. You are terrible. Work on yourself. You have things to work on. It works. It works. <laughs> yeah, it's very effective. And I love it also the second he gets done saying that I it's really funny because in my notes I wrote I wrote love Edward for this and then I literally next note was hate them both for this when they're like talking about fighting over her I was like okay this was three steps forward six steps back Edward Icarus flew too close to the Emily liking you son yep And now he's plummeting down to the earth. Not quite, but I'm like, this is corny. We were just doing so well. Yeah. And also the whole, I didn't say I would fight fair. Neither did I. Best of luck. Yes, may the best man win. It's disgusting. (laughs) That's the best way to describe it. Okay. So. They drive to the Cullen house so that Carlisle can treat Bella's broken hand. And there's this little lovely vignette of Emmett and Rosalie working on um, Emmett's Jeep. But Rosalie's the one who's actually working and Emmett's just holding it up. And my note for this was this right here, this little tiny scene, is literally the sexiest thing in the book, in this book series so far. Like Rosalie in her perfect little jeans, Emmett just being like 
kind of her like fucking statue. She could literally use a jack, but she's using him. And she's doing all the work. She's hot. She's hot. And also as someone who's a fan of acts of service, Emma's hot in this too. Yeah, no, I don't mean to talk shit on him. Like, it's super hot that he's not getting, like, threatened masculinity by it. Like, he's just like, yep, I'm gonna hold this up for her so that she can do. And it's his car. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't trying to say that you you were talking down on Emmett. I'm just also, I'm adding a separate but also interesting point. Yeah, no, no I know you were. It's just like, this scene is sexy. This is it. And also, I just want to put it out there now that you've pointed out that there's a community of people who like to think that Bella could be bi, I just wanted to say that when she describes the scene, Emmett and Rosalie were there. Rosalie's perfect legs. She didn't have to say that they were perfect. She could have just said Rosalie's legs were recognizable, even sheathed in jeans. Like, I would have got it. You know, she has a great body. But Bella says that they're perfect. And as someone who's a fan of legs, I got to say, we I've been there. You know, I've seen some perfect legs in my day. Yeah, I mean, every time Bella talks about Rosalie, I'm like, girl. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with it. No, not at all. Like, I love that for her. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm like, end up with Rosalie. They would would never work as a couple. They're too different. But I'm like, maybe. You know what, Bella's got eternity, you know, if she gets turned, so she can figure it out. Yeah, it is kind of actually insane. I know that there's goss, there's hot goss about how they all live together and they're together, like, in town. But I'm like, it's actually shocking that with all this time, like, eternity together, they haven't, like, swapped a few times. Like, don't you think that's a little... I... I agree with you 100%. I mean, if I just, like, just so happen to, like, waltz into this family, that would be so exciting. Like, think about Jersey Shore, for example, which, for me, is, like, a moral compass. <laughs> um, they swap out all the time, and they're only together for, what, like, five seasons? I think we're, I think you're bringing up probably some things that have been addressed and maybe some fan written stories or you know something of that nature that you might be able to explore definitely yeah honestly if anyone has good Rosalie and Bella fanfic send it to us (laughs) you need to be careful what you ask for okay I said good (laughs) but true um I wanted to read you this tweet because it's relevant to what we were talking about and I just pulled it up Jersey Shore was ahead of its time with the boys cooking and cleaning and the girls doing nothing. That was the proper order. It's perfect. It is. Okay. So, long story short, Bella finds out because of a comment that Rosalie makes that Jasper and Emmett made a bet about how many... Oh, Jasper, Emmett, and Rosalie, I think, right? Made a bet? I don't know. Somebody, who cares? Somebody made a bet on how many how many people Bella will kill in her first year as a vampire, like on accident. And Jasper is betting high, and Edward says it's because like it would make him feel better about it because he's the one who struggles the most with like being quote unquote vegetarian. And that obviously upsets Bella. She thinks about it all while Carlisle's like fixing her hand and putting her in a brace and whatnot. 
And then there's this kind of like weird tone shift in the last two pages of the chapter. You know, because she's like, I'm trying not to think about how like I'll just want blood all the time, but like, what if I'm not going to be me? Like, what if there are like things that I should be doing right now before I become a vampire so that I don't miss out? Did you like have any predictions on what she was talking about here? Not really. I mean, like when I think of like major life things, I think of like, you know, maybe getting married, maybe like graduating college. I don't know. I mean, it could very well be like her thinking like I want to go to college. Okay. Yeah. It is a little, it's not cliffhangery, but like a little bit. Because the last sentence of the chapter is, was there a human experience that I was not willing to give up? That was the thing that I was trying to think through. I was like, experiences that like, you would miss out if you became a vampire. And like, I was just thinking of major life things. So like, for her, this whole time, it's been talk of, well, am I going to go to college? Am I not going to go to college? I mean, like, I guess she could do that as a vampire, but that was kind of the vibe. I mean, because it's been alluded to so much in the beginning or talked about so much in the beginning. Like, what's going to happen with that? Is she going to go to college? I just, I can't with this anymore. <laughs> I know what she's talking about, and so I'm not going to say anything else. But for next week, maybe you'll find out. I honestly don't know. There's, We're going to do two chapters again. The first one, I literally had to look up the, the meaning of the word. It's called Epoch. Yeah. The second one's called e Alliance. I feel like you'll know what Epoch is because I feel like that has paleontology vibes. Yeah, I was I was going to say Epoch is like a period of time. Yeah. Um, I, to me, it sounds like it's going to be like historic. Or like... Oh, Whoa, I just had like an insane thought. What if it's like some kind of crazy vampire epoch and it like makes newborns extra strong and the war is going to be even harder to fight now because of this crazy vampire epoch they're in? Because you always get mad at me at letting you say wrong things, I'm just going to read <laughs> the definition of epoch real quick. A period of time in history or a person's life, typically one marked by notable events or particular characteristics. I thought epochs were like, like, like thousands of years. I just read you from Google. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe that idea is out of the question. Want me to cut that out? No, leave it in. It's fine. Um... I guess maybe it'll be like, oh, you know what? I think it's going to be like a blast from the past. I think we're going to run into some, like, some people, I'm probably Jasper's backstory, maybe, like, some of the old friends, like Peter and Charlotte. So I think maybe we're just going to, like, kind of have, like, a flashback in time sort of a thing. We're going to meet some friends from the past or some foes from the past. Okay. All right. And what was the other one called again? Alliance. This one, to me, I think that there's going to be an alliance. <laughs> I think um, either between those new friends. Will there be an alliance with the werewolves? It's hard to tell. Probably, maybe. But 
Probably, maybe not. It's the most oxymoronic thing. Probably, maybe. <laughs> I just love to sit on a fence. Um, you can't be wrong if you sit on the fence. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've been wrong so many times. I was so wrong last week, so I may as well be vague this week. Um, I feel like it's going to be an alliance between vampires. Which vampires they are, we'll, never, we'll see. We'll find out. Okay. Alrighty. We have once again done it. Somehow. This this week was rough. We're gonna get through it. I mean, we're done. I have to edit this shit, and you also have to listen to it back, but thanks for being here with us, even though times are hard. <laughs> well, if you've listened this far, you get to hear the rest and I think it's my week to do socials I'm so dead that you literally were like if you if you've listened this far you get to hear the rest that's <laughs> if this is like a treat well my bit's at the end and that's always fun for everyone that's true that's true but I'm like we say this social media shit on every episode uh, what is it is it my week it is Alrighty, well, you can follow us slash message us if you are going to be a part of the Patreon thing. Um, the, on Discord, please let us know your username and your four-digit number so we can start a server. A couple people have already done it, so let's keep doing it. You can message us on Instagram and Tumblr at Tuesdays Are for Twilight and also on Twitter at TaftPod. And a callback from earlier, any good Rosalie... Bella, fanfic, anything you can find out there, Emily wants to know. You can email us at TuesdaysAreForTwilight at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of the Patreon event or support us, you can find that on www.patreon.com slash TuesdaysAreForTwilight. And as always, we encourage you to check out the Quilliots and their effort to move their cultural land to higher ground, and you can find out more information on that and support them at www.mthg.org. Okay. Um, leave leave the listeners with something good. Something good out of this. Even on the darkest night, the sun will rise. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was gonna say more, but I kind of like a period on that. I think that it. I think that the message comes across without me sounding dumber. All right. Let's let's all sit with that for the next week. And we'll catch you next week. Bye everyone. Bye. Just a heads up everyone. Um we had some unforeseen circumstances come up, so next week we there will not be an episode, but the following week, so the 5th of April will be when we're coming back. So when you don't hear us this coming up week, know that we are okay. We just did not plan for some of these things and you know, life happens, so we'll see you all on the 5th. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Mm-hmm.